This is a pilot episode of the Creative Genesis podcast. You are listening to the Creative Genesis podcast by Winfluence Media, the show that speaks to professionals in the creative field and entrepreneurs, asking them how they got started so that you too can begin your own journey. If you're looking to step up your journey as a creative or entrepreneur, then you are in the right place. So stay tuned and follow the Creative Genesis podcast. the stepping stone to your success a person who had a had a perfect life can never relate to somebody who's not true but when you struggle when you go through things you are able to empathize because you've been through that yourself hello and welcome you are tuned into the creative genesis podcast with your co-host punita gupta today i interview the founder of winfluence media and the host of the creative genesis podcast ryan lobo If you're considering of taking a big step or trying something on your own then watch this podcast because Ryan shares how he began in the field in which he had no prior knowledge he shares his struggles his fears his inspiration so that you too can start your own journey before we get into this candid and information packed conversation with Ryan Lobo a short word from our sponsors do you want to invest in the future of a child Well, let me tell you about El Shaddai Charitable Trust. El Shaddai Charitable Trust is an organization which rescues street children and destitute children who have come from really poor backgrounds, really bad backgrounds. Some of their parents are alcoholics or single parents. Some of them don't have parents. Some of them have been raised on the street. This is an amazing organization that I have had the privilege of getting to know through the founders Matthew Kurian, his wife Julia, and just being with them in fact abhishek is right here he's grown there and the organization has that such amazing work in the life of children and women but they focus on children you know if you want to become a sponsor you can help invest in the life of a child who has no other hope they come from very bad backgrounds but you can be in touch with them you can invest in their future in their education Check out childrescue.net. That's their website. Get to know them, follow them on Instagram. Amazing, amazing charity based in Goa. It's an amazing NGO. I highly recommend them. Do something for society. childrescue.net. Check them out. Now let's get back to the show. We have the founder of Winfluence Media and the host of the Creative Genesis podcast, Ryan Lobo, in conversation with me. So let's dive into it. No, <laughs> no, I was doing this and <laughs> So finally we are here, Punita. I know, right? <laughs> I gave Punita the challenge of hey, we need a host for this podcast. And she was like, "No, I've never been in front of a camera and I never would have." <laughs> yeah, so it took uh, I think a week's time for me to inspire you. Yeah. And she's finally here. She's the host of the Creative Genesis podcast. Or should I say the co-host? Uh, whatever so you say here. just cuz i'm the boss whatever i say <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> so punita yes now you talk like i i am just the simple interviewee you are the interviewer so i'm here to drink my chai and talk with yeah punita so let's start Yeah. Are you excited like we finally doing this you this know This has been uh, something that is supposed to be 
happening months ago well i wouldn't say that i think everything happens at the right time but we've been planning this for months and i'm super excited to finally be here and i think you know one um, issue i had is that i believe it's more powerful if we have a co-host so i'm really glad you're on board and punita is part of the team she is the head of post production so it's it's great to have you here punita i'm glad you took the challenge i know <laughs> let's see <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared <laughs> yeah nothing to fear it's just right. a camera you work with it every day i know but sitting in front of it is completely different you know but that's i'm true. i think i'm quite comfortable yeah that's yeah. good i mean see we know each other for so long so yeah you're true. not like you're not interviewing some stranger right but when the podcast actually start i'll be inter- interviewing people that i don't know, really know that well exactly so but i think you can do well come on yeah we've <laughs> by the way we've already recorded two podcasts they're going to be podcast number minus 2 minus 1 yeah <laughs> so it's the pre pre uh, pre creative genesis era yep true so, so i have to ask you this question for our viewers you know suppose i never met you i'd never known you okay yeah Good go sure. ahead you're doing well okay i have to ask uh, okay sorry <laughs> see we're going to keep all of this in okay so don't worry about it <laughs> 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 There's no perfect take. It's just a podcast. We're just okay. talking, having fun. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> I have to ask this question for our viewers. Suppose I never met you before. Who are you? Oh, that's a good question. So, um my name is Ryan Lobo. I um uh, I'm currently living in Goa. Born and brought up in Bombay, but then we traveled all over the place because my dad was in the oil field. Wow. So we've been to Qatar, been to I was in work in Saudi. I studied a little bit in St. Petersburg, Russia. That's uh, nice. I've I've changed nine different educational institutions. So I haven't been at one place for too long. Currently I've been in Goa for the past 6 years and I think that's the longest I've ever been somewhere. Really? Yeah. See, I know you for so long now and I never knew this. Yep. <laughs> so Well, So I think we moved to Qatar when I was in the 5th standard. So probably it is not the longest but it's the longest that at a point where I remember things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I have a wife and two wonderful children. I'm blessed with that. We run Winfluence Media. Yes. And uh, this is a this is another arm of it right now. The Creative Genesis podcast is what we've called this. So I'm an engineer for those of you who don't know a uh, mechanical engineer wasn't the greatest most brilliant engineer but uh, some some small thing that I'm proud of in my 10th standard I got 69.5% okay in my 12th standard I got 70.2% wow in my engineering graduation I got a CGPA of 7.2. So I've made <laughs> small small minute improvements. But somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I mean yeah. uh, so I believe life is has to be min- minuscule Im- improvements. You know, you don't have to make fantastic huge improvements. True. But um I was blessed with uh, a great job after that. I wa- I graduated and even though i got a j- campus placement 
so i got this job in a, a engineering company in bangalore uh and we were supposed to you know start working with them but they kept on delaying kept on delaying us and in mm-hmm. the meantime i tried for another job and my father at the time was working in halliburton saudi arabia halliburton's like this massive company in fact as a child when my dad was working for qatar petroleum i was cycling with my whether either alone or with my friends and i saw this beautiful red board you know halliburton and i said to myself wow i'd love to work there one day So after I graduated from engineering I uh, my dad was working there and he asked his boss and his boss asked me if I'm done engineering and I said yes and I sent my CV and stuff like that and I actually landed a job at Halliburton Wow I've always wanted to work in the oil field you know and dream come true <laughs> Yeah exactly um that was really amazing for me and I was working with my dad we were like in the same office and that oh. is very rare we were not allowed to go on jobs together though we were not allowed to go to the rigs together mm-hmm. because my bo- boss tony he said i don't want to call your mother and say that i got two coffins for you so oh. you know it is a dangerous place i mean the oil field is not very safe oh. so he's like i'm not going to send you on jobs together <laughs> but that's fine i mean we actually hung out in the office and after the office we'd go to the the hotel or our villa or whatever and i think for the first time in my life i started to get to know my dad you know like we've always been separated most of our lives he's been working abroad except for that short stint where we joined him in qatar but mm-hmm. most of my life like i didn't really know him and uh, that's the first time i really got to know him so we started growing closer together and i started understanding how difficult it is being in the oil field you know So in short who is Ryan um is difficult to say but I'm a man who believes that small changes in life and small improvements is the way to go makes sense totally yeah i wish i could be a multimillion multimillionaire overnight <laughs> but not going to happen <laughs> yeah takes hard work oh yeah yeah, yeah. true yeah so why did you leave halliburton Well um I was I making mean, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I was working on a 60 30 rotation. So you know it's 60 days off. And by the way Abhishek is sitting over there for those who can't see. He's there <laughs> and he's he may uh, pipe in whenever he'd like to. <laughs> I was working on a 60 30 rotation so 60 days in Saudi and 30 days wherever I want to be. And uh, making a lot of money like for someone who just graduated like at the age of 24 25 I was making like 2 to 4 lakhs a month. And wow. that was a lot of money. Like lot of I money. knew for a fact that I was earning way more than all of my classmates and batchmates. Yes. Um so it was it was amazing uh, and I loved it. I was a completion engineer. So we are the guys who go to the to the well site and only after we successfully do our job can the well produce hydrocarbons whether it be oil or gas no so we were like uh, you know when we were there like we were in charge you know so it was it was cool it's not a very difficult job but it's a very essential job like there are way more tougher professions in the oil field like logging and stuff that's insane like i'd never want to do that but uh, yeah so completions is what i was doing and uh, i didn't understand half of it 
still the so audience may <laughs> which which part did you not understand completion completions yeah so we were called completion engineers mm mm-hmm. and our job was to complete the well okay so our job is to seal the space between the so there are there are two straws basically that go into the earth okay mm-hmm. the first straw is called the piping mm-hmm. it's like a cement straw okay okay and the straw which sucks out the oil is called the tubing okay the tubing has a much thinner diameter so if the piping is this thick the tubing will be this thick okay okay so we would put put in the tubing mm-hmm. and we would put in safety valves and packers and stuff that that would seal the dis, dis, the 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 gap between the cement tubing and the sorry the cement piping mm-hmm. and the tubing so oil should only come up through the tubing oh so so we were called completion engineers wow. and we'd have to seal the wellhead and stuff like that So yeah that's that sounds fascinating. Yeah it's it's nice uh, it's it's a it's a great job you know you work with a lot of uh, foreigners like people from all over the country and we had a lot of uh, Saudis we had a lot of Scottish American you know people from like former USSR countries. Mm-hmm. My boss Tony was an American. Nice. And uh, so you know you you are exposed to a lot of different cultures and and the safety training at Halliburton was amazing. So I started working there I started in the in the workshop that's where we would assemble all the equipment that would go to the field. And uh, then slowly I graduated to handling the entire workshop. So oh. I was in charge of making sure everything is on paper, done well, packed well, tested, stuff like that. I would nice. run the talk machine. So a talk machine basically it turns the pipes until the exact uh, limit that you set it to oh so there is a certain process to doing that so we run the it's called a weatherford talk machine that's the one i was working on mm-hmm. and uh, then finally uh, my boss said you know i'd like to send you on the field so on the field means to a to an oil oil rig and okay. i was going on land jobs so i'd go to the to, to the oil rig on the in the desert Okay. Oh. So there are offshore oil rigs as well for which you need to travel in a helicopter or a boat. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I've actually done this training called Huet. It's called Heliwat, uh, sorry, helicopter <laughs> underwater escape training. Okay? So they take you to a massive pool and they would suspend like a metal chassis of a helicopter. Well, it's not really a helicopter. It's just the chassis. It's just a box. And you sit sit in your seats like this. and you put your life vest on and you strap yourself in and then they dunk the 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 entire chassis underwater and oh. when it's underwater they flip it around wow they turn it upside down and you're supposed to then escape crazy so it was fun <laughs> <laughs> it was fun i it's mean it's like uh, task <laughs> yeah it's a life and death kind of task i was I scared know. you know that's true underwater strapped in and then you got to escape through the window Wow. But I'm I'm imagining that in a real helicopter I've never been in one yet. There are windows which you may have to break. I I don't know how it works. So it was scary, but I I did it. It was fun. Actually after doing it I I wanted to ask them can I do it again? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. That's cool. So really cool. so I started going on the field and started uh, first I started with my seniors like my the 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 guys who who are used to doing these jobs. 
So the senior operators, uh, they taught me how to do it. Then I started running a few myself. Oh. And, uh, but while I was there, even though I was making a lot of money, I found life very empty for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, not fulfilling, you know. Like, yes, I had the money, I had a good job. But I found it un unfulfilling and I fell in love with my wife at that point. And that's a whole different other story for <laughs> another podcast maybe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't stay away from her. Like, you know, we, I would come back to India for like 30 days, spend every day with her. Oh. And then going back would be torture. Oh. You know, I remember she dropped me at Mapsa bus stand and I was taking a bus to Bombay to catch my flight. And like people were staring at us because they could see how much <laughs> we were like. In love. Yeah. And uh, then while being in Saudi, even though like we would do like calls and video calls I don't know but like I, I just missed her too much and then I I realized like what my dad has done all these years like leaving his wife and his kids like I'm not I'm not cut out for that like mm -hmm. I just couldn't do it you know I don't know how he's done it it's taken a huge toll on him yes. but because of his sacrifice and my mom's you know can't like my mom raised us without his help you know, it's, it's really difficult. And I knew I didn't want Eustasia to do that. I knew I didn't want to leave her and the kids behind. So, mm -hmm. so then it came time where I, I introduced both our families together. And I'm happy to say, like, I know Eustasia since the age of six and her family wow. since the age of six. <laughs> so, so our families knew each other for a long time. But I, I, after I started dating her, I said, you know, I'd like to, you know, officially introduce the families, like go out for dinner. So we went mm -hmm. to Panjim, both of the families came and we were having a nice time. There was karaoke and my father-in-law is a crazy good singer. Amazing. I know. He's like, yeah, Elvis <laughs> Presley, like really good. I hope that I can motivate him to come out with an album of his own. That'd be amazing. But anyway, mm, and then we were sitting and having dinner and like my siblings and her siblings, our parents, and suddenly he asks out of the blue, so when are you getting married? Who asks this? San. Okay. <laughs> and it hit me like, what? What? I've just started dating her, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I, I thought that, okay, I'd, I'd, I'd buy my own flat or something, you know, buy my own house and only then I'd get married. Mm -hmm. And I was, what, 25 at that time? Oh. So, I said soon, or something. I don't know what I said, but like I, I remember the faces on my siblings. They were like, <laughs> you know, because like, like who talks about marriage so soon? But I had this desire to get married, you know, and I, I respect the institution of marriage. I did not want to just fool around and right. and you know, so. It was something that even though it was so shocking to me, I think I wanted to do it. I wanted to get to get married. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, months later, we're talking and then I had to consider what, what we do after marriage. Like, because I'm working in the Gulf yeah. and 60 days away. Like, if I, I would be only spending like four months with my family if I was working there. You know, four months in a year is like nothing, man. Two. You know, my mm -hmm. boss would... Definitely give me like a better rotation. So 30, 30 or 28, 28. Mm -hmm. 
but still six months away from the family you know difficult yeah like you you're a 50% dad <laughs> <laughs> um so it was a very difficult decision but my father-in-law gave me this verse from the bible and he keep kept on encouraging me that you know man should not separate from his wife and uh, i was praying about it and then finally it was time for for me to make my decision because the marriage was approaching we had gotten we had gone like um we had gotten engaged it was time to get married and i think the last trip to saudi before getting married i went on a fast for 3 days mhm and where you don't eat you i would just drink water and i'm out in the desert like it's like the most boring place to be there's <laughs> nothing like there's just dirty oily sand <laughs> and you know the oil rig and these porta cabins and the food's not great anyway so it wasn't that tough but still like i'm working you know yeah of course so, like you got to climb up the rig which is mm-hmm. like you got to climb up a lot you of stuff it's hard work yeah. yeah but still i was i was fasting and i really wanted to know from god whether i should do this you know so i fasted 3 days and on the last day i believe i was listening to some music like mm-hmm. some worship music and this song came on called oceans mm mm-hmm. and if you listen to that song it says do not look at the waves look above true you know like if you look at the waves you'll start sinking yeah but if you look to god he will provide and i got to say that song that was it for me like i knew god was speaking you know and i said okay god i know you're going to be there with me and i i i think over there i made up my mind that i'm going to quit oh and i'll be honest till date i've never sunk i've been close to sinking <laughs> no <laughs> but i've never sung you know mm-hmm. god's provided all our needs but anyway yes. so that's what um, i think that that's my desire that i would not be away from the family and that's why i quit that job yeah mm, wonderful story thank you <laughs> but how did you get into video production like okay uh, one song No I'm good. Okay, we'll start again with my question. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so how did you start with video production? How you got interested in it? Um So that's another story from Saudi. <laughs> oh. Um I this was just before our engagement. I had to go to the Saudi embassy to renew my passport. So mm-hmm. I went with this local Saudi boy. He was a workshop workshop guy and he took me in his car and he had this i think chevrolet saber i think that's what it's called i don't remember the the model but he had souped it up like it the engine was overhauled he said it was making in excess of or i don't know whether the num- like in excess of a 1000 horsepower it may be 2000 i i don't remember but uh, we on this massive highway and uh, he asked me you want to see how fast it goes so <laughs> i said sure i had my seat belt on mm-hmm. and stuff and we were at probably 60 miles an hour at that time mm-hmm. and within what seemed like 5 seconds he hit the 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 pedal to the metal and we reached we 
reached 240 miles an hour. I don't know if these numbers are right also, but it, it was really, really fast. Wow. It had that much power. It like was souped up like nuts. Like I've never ever been in a car that's so fast. Crazy. From outside, the car looked like really like nothing great, you know, not a great paint job. I remember it was brown, silverish, mm-hmm. no fancy rims, nothing. It didn't look like a racer car, but man, <laughs> wow, that was crazy. But then after like probably 10, 15 or one minute, I said, okay, okay, slow down now. <laughs> enough, enough, you know, <laughs> enough. <laughs> like safety is something that comes first. Yeah, yeah. So... So then, so then we slowed down. I got my work done in the city and was coming back to the yard. And uh, so right before the yard, there's a right-hand turn, okay? Mm-hmm. So we take that. And for some reason, this guy, he wants to drift. <laughs> so he, again, hit the pedal to the metal. But this time, they were all, there was a lot of gravel on the road, you know, loose gravel mm-hmm. and like stones and stuff. He lost control. Oh. So I looked at him. While he lost control. And he's like, ah, you know. I can imagine <laughs> that like in movies. And, yeah. And there was a parker, sorry, there was a trailer park to the right of the road, to the left of the road. So like, this is the car, right? Mm-hmm. And cars in Saudi are right wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the left. Yeah. The trailer is here. Okay. Like, right, like, like that. Mm-hmm. This guy, he comes like that, he loses control and he smashes on my side. He smashed on my side. All right. The corner of the trailer, solid metal, was probably this much away from me, behind me. My door was jammed and it the, the impact hit me in my chest so I couldn't breathe. Oh, really? All the glasses broke. And he, I looked at him, he was all panicked. Oh, shit, oh, shit. Something in Arabic. I don't know. I don't know what. So I couldn't open my door. But I wasn't pinned, you know. So I opened my seat. I, I released my seatbelt. I got out through his side. My glasses had flown somewhere. And only when I was standing out there on the road, I took my first breath. Because it had hit me so badly, I, I just, you know, I was... God saved you all, man. You know, I had not one scratch on my body. Not one scratch. I could have died there. I know. That's if crazy. That, the, the trailer was just this much away from, from my arm. I mean, we had smashed into it, but if that had come just this much into my, whoops, into my side, for sure, I would have lost either my arm or God, knows, God knows what would have yeah. happened. But I had not a single scratch, even though there was glass all over the place. I think it's the glass is designed to like not scratch or something. I don't know. But not a single scratch. Put my glasses back on. I said, are you okay? And he wrecked his precious car, right? So are you okay? I said, "Uh, what should I do? And he said, no, no. He started making some calls. I said, okay, I'm going to walk to the yard, walk to my office. Because it was walking distance, thankfully, right? Um... So I went there immediately. I met with the safety officer. What's up? It's good. So I went to the safety officer and I said, this is what happened. This needs to be addressed. You cannot drive like that. You know, it's it's a huge safety issue. Yeah, he's putting others also in risk. Exactly. Yeah. And why is he driving a personal vehicle? He should drive a company vehicle. 
our company vehicles are all trucks okay they have sensors in them so if you accelerate too hard there's a beep if there if you if you brake too hard there's a beep it's all recorded on the system i said this is a huge issue what is happening you need to deal with this mm-hmm. and he just let me that it's okay you know he like just didn't he was this scottish guy very nice person but he just took it so lightly i said you, you this is serious he's he's out there i could have died like you know you need mm-hmm. to take this more seriously yeah it's okay so i left there came back to india and while in india i don't know when maybe after i quit i don't know when or sometime mm-hmm. this same boy was in another car of his this time like a smaller sportier car like maybe like a miata or something something of that dimension and uh, this one was also souped up and he was on the highway speeding oh. got into an accident he had a brain injury and he died on the spot oh no he died on the spot and it could have been me you know yeah. the first time he died on the spot and i know his father his father was like a like he was also working with us you know so for me it was i don't know how to deal with it you know like i know this man's father father lost his son our entire workshop lost a really good guy but i think after the first after the first incident i i just took my ipad and i recorded a face to camera video and i just narrated the incident right mm-hmm. because that that there was something really powerful that happened there like my mm-hmm. life was spared true and i shared it with some friends on youtube mm-hmm. and some of them gave some negative reviews you oh, you should have done this or should have done that doesn't matter but right there i realized the power of video Mm-hmm. right there i can record something just once and i can multiply it a 100 million times if i want with mm-hmm. no extra effort of my own all i need to do is share a link you know that's the power of video and that's what i want to give to all my clients but that's not how i got into video so guys we are here after a short break So yep. uh, so you never depend on technology. Yeah, our our iPad, iPad died, died <laughs> in between. And then by mistake I put the recorder of audio recorder off. So, so we, I got to record a bit again. Yeah. So where were we Punita? So I was asking you about how did you get into video production? Yes, so So as I said that incident happened, right? Mhm. And uh, now let's come to after I quit my job. After I quit my job, I was looking for an engineering job. Mhm. I found one I I I was offered an offer letter but it was all the way in Margao so I had to like leave North Goa and move to Margao which I didn't want to do that Very uh, far, it, it yeah. was like like my church is here my family is here my grandmom is here I don't want to leave North Goa and move all the way to Margao I, I mean I'm brand new to Goa yeah. I don't want to move from a new place to a newer place you True. know so <clears throat> I didn't take that up I tried many small things Uh, I was working with my father-in-law for a while in his music shop. Then I worked for one month for my dad like to be his uh, to be his go-to man while he was working. He was still working in Saudi but at that time. Really? Yeah, yeah, he had a tough time, you know. <laughs> He's like your son is a what did they call him? They said like your son got it easy that's why he quit this job. 
because yeah. he had to face them, right? He had right. to face his boss, and, and uh, you know they were like shocked that I left because I, I didn't know this, but they were about to give me a promotion. Oh. Um. So he he was a little upset about it that I left, but initially, initially I told him I'm leaving, mm-hmm. and he said it's a good thing. Yeah, family is more important than money. He, he understood. He understood, but then uh, he changed his mind. <laughs> maybe people did. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So, yeah. so he had to face them. He had to face all my colleagues, stuff like that. So it wasn't so nice for him. But um, where was I? Yeah, so I quit my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying small things. I was trying to do, you know, set up an Airbnb because my dad has some properties. It wasn't really in. It wasn't really consistent. Like I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. And then my pastor said, "Hey, I got this small camera, and I actually, I have the camera right here. It's like this small handy camera." And he's like, How "Why don't you?" How old is that? It's like I think ten years old. I don't even know. Wow. But it's it's nice. It's cool. In fact, I was planning on using it again because it, it still works. Mm-hmm. So. He said, "Why don't you record face to camera of me talking to the camera? Because uh, you know he preaches, so sharing some message." So I did that, and to do that, I had to study about it, like how to set the right. exposure and right. all these things. So right. I went on YouTube and I started learning. Then in post production, I had to spend so much time learning stuff. I had to learn new softwares. I had to learn a lot of stuff, and I was so foolish. I was. Trying to edit the audio like waveform by waveform because he has a very dynamic voice, so he goes really soft sometimes and then really loud sometimes. So <laughs> wherever he was loud, I'd reduce it. Wherever he was soft, I would increase it. And as you can tell, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so the work never got completed because it was just way too tedious. So I never ended up giving him anything out of it. How long was the video? <laughs> it was forty-five minutes. So imagine oh. doing it. Like Manually frame like by that. frame, it's not happening. I didn't know you could do like compression and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so I didn't know that. Now I do. So anyway, but uh, I got so interested in that whole process about you know learning something, and I always like to learn, learning about cameras, about post production, production. I said, why don't I buy my own camera? Right. So I went. And I asked my grandmom, I need some money because at that time I didn't have a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I earned a lot, the wedding just got over. Then I invested some in the flat and okay. stuff, so I didn't have like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So she loaned me an amount, and I bought my first camera. And I'm so grateful to her, you know. God bless our grandparents. I know. And <coughs> I only ended up paying her twenty thousand of that loan amount. How much was the camera It costing? It was like about. The bill came to one lakh five thousand for the camera body. The I bought the Canon eighty D oh. with the kit lens, fifty mm lens. Yeah, I think these three things came to one lakh five thousand. And uh, but then I started video production, and I st- I really liked it. You know, producing video. I was never really a filmmaker per se. Mm-hmm. Filmmaking is a whole different thing, like narrative filmmaking. True. It's like a whole different beast. But I started handling uh, the social media for my in-laws' music school. Mm-hmm. Started doing video production for them, shooting, shooting children like, you know, playing recitals, piano and yeah. guitar, whatever. So I started doing that, and uh, that's how I got into video production. 
and in the meantime i also became a drone pilot mm-hmm. for one company in panjim mm-hmm. so i was on a retainer with them but uh, yeah that's how I, i i really fell in love with video production you know cool. i think videos are so powerful true very much it's ruling have, now yeah it rules now right, right. so i was So before before like people figure out that video is so awesome I figured it out <laughs> I'm just boasting but anyway Yeah you I, could I, say that I started off with video production then I started doing a little bit photography mm-hmm. but my my mainstay is video production so mm-hmm. I'm glad that I I started with that and currently I specialize in that mm-hmm. and specialize with you know say uh, social media plus that that's what we're doing right now Yeah so it's it's been nice to to learn in the, in the meantime i you know i shot weddings i i did a lot of stuff and i enjoyed it exposure yeah like Good i exposure. think you, everyone has to try their hand yeah true a lot of things so true. yeah good so moving on uh, tell us what's your niche in which area would you say you specialize so for sure i specialize in video production mm-hmm. but what i want to be is i want to be the guy that business people go to to get their businesses a lot of video content online you mm-hmm. know i want to i want to work with business people with entrepreneurs with startups mhm for all of their media production whether it be photography video handling their social media i believe that is where i want to be i love working with business people cuz in the end i'm I am one myself. Yeah, right? true. Um I just recently completely stopped weddings. I was into weddings before. Mm-hmm. I completely cut out. I said I don't like doing this. I just don't enjoy it. So I in fact called my friend up also uh he's a colleague of mine from South Goa, quite a quite a big wedding photographer. Mhm. And he had uh, asked if I would expose like shoot for him in december mm-hmm. i mean in the next upcoming season so i called him up he's like i won't be available you know so i'm just telling you up front i'm not going to be there um so if you have weddings please you know get get your other guys to do it so he so asked me why and yeah you were saying so you completely cut it off completely like i don't enjoy doing that mm-hmm. and what are the reasons Actually, you are a big reason for it. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You are not a big reason. Oh um, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> She was pushing for it. <laughs> you asked the wrong question. So no, I'll, I'll tell you. You're not a big reason. Um, Wait. <laughs> 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 yeah, small part. Shit. <laughs> so um I've been shooting weddings for 4-5 years and it's so easy to get into weddings honestly. Mhm. So I started off with you know flying drones for weddings because when I was working with that drone company I would be hired as a drone pilot for weddings. Oh. So that's where I met a lot of these guys into into that field. Mhm. And uh, then I bought the ATD right and I said I can shoot video as well because I loved cinematography. Loved mm-hmm. so that then I bought a gimbal, mm-hmm. right? And the ATD wasn't that great, so I bought a GH5 and I started doing cinematography. They call it cinematography, 
but it's not really cinematography uh so then i started shooting for my own clients where they would hire me i would not just be a freelancer shooting for someone else like they would hire me to shoot the video mm-hmm. so i started off with doing just the video you know there would be a photographer taking care of the photography and i would be taking care of the entire video production mm-hmm. so it was cool i it was it was fun you know you learned a lot um, multi camera working with two cinematographers one mm-hmm. drone pilot it was fun then um, i continued doing it it wasn't the it wasn't a very large part of the income and the business but it was uh, what can i say it was cuz in the end I, i had begun with video production right right, right. so that was my mainstay like i would work with hotels or business people or whatever mm-hmm. so then uh, one day i was at a shoot in panjim i was on a yacht shooting one couple and i get a call get a message i don't pick it up and then i'm like <laughs> punita is like oh why are you doing this but so i i don't pick it up then i say did you see what happened on whatsapp <coughs> did you see what happened on instagram i said no and go to find out my great uh, editor no you're not no, putting no, no. out the story okay. <laughs> so you had uploaded a file by mistake thinking it's mine yeah. right yeah so this there's this big there these like these these really famous wedding photographers okay so they posted a story about me stealing their work okay they wrote something so pathetic they said look at the character of this man some mm. shit like that you know they they yes. they 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 uh what can i say they they attacked my character true saying that you know look at the character of this guy he's stealing our work and promoting himself as a wedding filmmaker right but if you go to see that video and that's that's where i i i, I told you attention to the detail is so important if you go and so, saw that video which we uploaded which you uploaded it's clearly mentioned over there their name at the end right it's not like we we modified the video right. put our own logo on i mean i i so this guy said i'm going to sue you i'm going to make sure you pay for this shit like that <laughs> all right so i messaged him and said hey man uh, release it's a mistake and you immediately removed it yes. right as soon as yes. that happened and i said it's a mistake you know it's not like i, I but the way they took it was like you know i'm trying to steal their stuff and get their clients and I, why would i do that i told the guy guy we are in the same city yeah we are on two whatsapp groups together of photographers i would have to be the most dimwitted person on the earth to steal your work make sure that video has your name <laughs> on it and claim it to be mine i know how can this be intentional how can this be that i'm trying to steal it's a simple mistake and it was taken off immediately you are ridiculous i didn't tell him that obviously because he was threatening to sue me mm-hmm. but finally his partner who is a very sensible person i would say he finally put out a note saying that hey it was all a mistake and but you know that small thing just i think i did not feel the effects of it until much later then i like and i continued with my weddings and whatever Just continued working as a freelancer until i went to one wedding and they they were actually talking about this incident 
and the topic was me you know and then i figured out that man this is this must be a must be like a big thing in the industry you know where people actually what can i say talk about it to and gossip. then say ryan yeah gossip right <laughs> and say ryan try to steal these guys work and uh, and i realized i stopped getting calls to be a freelancer as much mm-hmm. and uh, this was like during the end of the year but apart from that like even i was really not happy with how the business was going um there were a lot of things on my mind which which i felt were not happening you know so it was quite a low time anyway and so i was like really like this is not good you know this is why is this happening it's not good i'm not getting as many calls f- to be a freelancer and stuff like that but um so i went through a low time in like j- december jan i i quit bni at that time and bni is a great platform and but you know recently i realized this is such i don't like doing anything with weddings it's like till date i haven't even watched my own traditional video from the wedding you know mm-hmm. so it's important to do i like i mean i respect what they are doing but if you really go to see it like i was speaking to this uh, famous photographer in the south who was going to hire me and i told him i quit he said i said i don't i'm not passionate for it i don't like doing it he's like man all of us are like that oh you know after a while we don't feel like doing it anymore but we just do it you know and at least you have taken a decision to not do it not do it right and i said yeah i mean i just don't enjoy doing it don't enjoy shooting couples <laughs> and then i spoke to another guy and he's like wedding work is donkey work okay oh. you ch- say you charge like say you charge 1 lakh 20000 for a wedding first of all half of it goes to the freelancers right true okay and he said you spend at least 15 days in the pre production production post production of that wedding you know mm. the back and forth to the clients the feedback So if you divide that remaining 60,000 by that many days you're barely making any money. True. You know? Yeah. And I realized yeah so right so right what he said. So I told him bro you and I are going to sit on the podcast and we're going to talk how shit weddings. Are. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like no man I don't want to do that you know I may get into weddings in the future and I said okay I'll talk about. It. So I I mean I don't like working with couples. I'd rather work with business people. I'd rather work with people with you know I'm not saying all wedding couples are stupid but many of them are like honestly the the type of feedback and the type of back and forth you go go through is just exhausting mm-hmm. they don't pay on time they they're most of them are just a waste of time and I don't want to I don't want to associate myself with such people mm-hmm. and now after that incident I <laughs> I don't even want to associate myself with that industry to be okay. honest so i i just don't en- enjoy it i love working with business people and we got this great facility over here that serves their needs we shoot True. we shoot reels for them so any business which requires content for their marketing that's who i want to work with and that's who i enjoy working with mm-hmm. because if you go to see wedding photography and cinemat- cinematography is all vanity you know make me look pretty 
make my event <laughs> look beautiful. It's all about me, me, me. But with business, what you're doing is you're helping them sell. Right. You know, so they understand the value of it. Mm. You know, you're helping them make money. Yes. Right. Through our content, we're helping them. For example, I work with a couple of businesses in Goa. And I specialize in the audience getting to know the founder of the business. Right. Mm -hmm. See, unless you know, suppose, what is this podcast about? This podcast is the pilot episode where the audience is getting to know me. Right. Right. Now, unless people know me, what my values are, what my character is, um, the type of person I am, um, you know, unless they know me, they don't want to work with me. Yeah. And most business people, they hide behind their brand name. But I will not work with a brand name. I will work with a person. Like when you recommend someone, you don't say, hey, go to this business, right? You okay. say, go to this guy. He's my friend. Right. He's a great guy. Makes sense. You know? True. Yes. So you recommend people. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do for business people is I want the public to get to know them. I want them to stop hiding behind their brand name and be on camera and educate. Like, educate the public. There's so much education that needs to be done. True. You know, so, yeah, I, I believe that is my niche. That's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And you've seen it. Like, I think you've seen yes. a transformation from, like, December where I was, like, super low and I didn't know. True. But now I'm driven. Like, you, yes. what, what do you notice? I don't know. I told you once. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're happy, you're enthusiastic, you know, you're active, you're running yep. up and down, yeah. you know, so yeah. Yeah, and now, I mean, I believe we are growing a great team. You are there, Abhishek's now joined us. So more pressure is on me, but I love doing that. I, I, I want to work with people, mm -hmm. you know, I love working with you guys. I believe we need to get this, this operation so well that, you know, it works like a like a smoothly oiled machine. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to give to businesses. Someone who's reliable. Like just the other day, we met this this guy who is into, um, well, I'm not going to say his industry. because, But he said, I worked with this freelancer before and he I paid him so much money for so many videos and he did it for that much. But he's not he's not consistent. The, the, the post-production takes too long. He's not in touch. I said, of course he's not in touch. He makes way more money doing something else than working for you. You know? And the amount of time, he, he can just go, for, go, as a, go as a photographer, charge 8,000 or something. Within like a one or two hours, he's done. But working with you, he has to spend so much time in post-production, so much time in production. Why would he want to work with you? But us, we got SOPs in place just to work with such people. Mm -hmm. We right. got this setup down to like, I love this place, you know? Yes. We got a freaking crazy setup over here and the post-production is smooth. True. We can churn out 20 videos in like a day or two, which yeah. would take like a freelancer maybe a week or two, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is the importance of specialization. We specialize in this. Right. And this, this place is just great enough for like... For now there's like a two-person interview, but it's it's all you need, you know. It's quiet. We're in a quiet location. A wonderful place. I love this place. Yeah, so you know? peaceful. 
I hope we can stay here though. I don't know how long. But God willing, I mean, if God wills, you know, we can get a much bigger team and much bigger place if required. Yes. But yes. I want I want to work with business people. Mm-hmm. With businesses and business people. Yeah. A mix. Cool. A mix, yep. Mm-hmm. So should we go to the next question? You're the boss, Pudipa. <laughs> so that is, tell us about the journey and how it all started. I think I did tell you about the journey already. <laughs> Do you want some tea? You put twice then. Hmm. Okay. Okay, we'll cut all this, huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll cut it for sure. <laughs> Next. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing it. <laughs> no, no, Abhishek's editing it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. So who was your inspiration and how did this idea strike you? What thought strike you to start a business like this? Hmm. Um. Okay. So, so when I get, got into this field and I... Uh, I was doing those videos for my pastor. He directed me to a friend of his and someone who's who he's worked with for a long time. His name is Gaspar D'Souza. He's a brilliant guy. So I went and met him in Kalangut and he's into documentary filmmaking. He's he's done he's he's just he's done so many things, you know. He's such a brilliant mind. He's a writer for was a writer for a newspaper. He is then he became a photojournalist, then he became the wow. biggest the bidi- biggest wedding filmmaker in Goa. With him and his team. Wow. Uh, then he got into documentary filmmaking. Now, his next avatar is, he's a post-production specialist who does coloring as well. So, he works with big documentary films, editing nice. them. Nice. Brilliant guy. He's the guy who like told me, okay, where to learn, what to do. Mm-hmm. Very soft-spoken. Gaspar D'Souza, amazing guy. I think he was my inspiration. Um, he's still an inspiration. He's a great guy. So I think he was the guy who like documentary filmmaking, video production, cool guy. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, like so many people inspire you, like Casey Neistat, um, so many people, P- Peter McKinnon. I've, now I'm following this girl called, what's her name? Seema Batavia. Hey, shout out to Seema Batavia. <laughs> so she's into personal branding, you know, and she's an introvert herself. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool what she's doing. She's based in India, by the way. Wow. So maybe one day we can get her on the podcast in Goa. So let's see. <laughs> Hope for the best. Yeah. So next question is, in your journey to this point in your life, has media, the power of photo, video, articles helped you or promoted you? Of course. I mean, my whole life is based on that, but... Like how, I'll tell you what I do. Now, suppose somebody wants to know me, uh, wants to see my presentation. I actually have a video I just send them. So, that's a be- it's a great way to introduce yourself. It's a video of me talking and talking about the benefits of video and stuff like that, showing them my work. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even have to like go out there and spend time with them and impress them. I need to do that to probably close the deal. But I just send them this video and say, hey, get to know me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if, if someone messages me, I don't know whether my WhatsApp messages, my automated reply is that, but if someone messages me, I say, hey, meet me here and I give them a link, right? Oh. And they click on that link 
and they can see me and it's me talking about various things showing them the work i've done so you know it's so powerful in just breaking the ice and nowadays since i'm all about you know personal branding and getting let, letting the public know me i'm posting a lot like on my whatsapp statuses mm-hmm. and instagram a bit more so on whatsapp and it's amazing like 300 people a day watch you know yeah. and that's a lot of people who are yes. who are virtually kind of spying on you <laughs> i mean most of True. them never reply but you're making an impact in their life what is the impact you're making you're saying that hey this is me this is what i believe in and i don't post like silly like forwards and stuff like that i find that who who wants to watch that i'd rather watch you like who are you as a person yeah. and that's what i'm doing i'm i'm posting often and i'm saying this is who i am this is what i believe in this is these are the things i care about and that's how i build a bond and you you would not believe how powerful that is like i go to a shop to buy a phone for for my wife mm-hmm. and uh, normally i don't really i'm not that close to this guy and he's busy and stuff but he's the owner of the shop and but because i've been posting so often you know mm-hmm. i have like a aura around me so he's like hey ryan how things going man come over here you know he wants oh. to like talk to me you know and that's the power of video and the power of being out there in the public it's like they already know you yeah they, they, they already know you that's how you vibe again, yeah exactly you know? and it's all about vibe yeah nowadays. exactly <laughs> so, so yeah and now that you are on this podcast <laughs> people are going to know punita right maybe soon abhishek also will put another camera just for <laughs> him, right <laughs> you can speak by the way so you know it's important for the public to know who you are right and and that is partially part of uh, why this why we're doing this for this podcast mm-hmm. you know them getting to know us them getting to know the people that we that we get on this podcast and and uh, yeah just being out there there's super power in it there's super there are there are people who have just called me because they watched what i'm doing on my whatsapp status or whatever mm-hmm. they're like hey uh, we need this done can you get this done i'm like yeah of you know course. it just breaks the ice it it breaks yeah. that barrier and that's what i want to do for all my clients as well mm-hmm. that's what i want to do for my clients i mean you know what like rohini has said right she's like i've been in this field for the past 10 years but it's only after i started working with ryan it's not it's just it's not really me it's what we are doing for them am i really out there are True. people getting to know me yes yes you and know? she's doing so well yeah she's out there you know she's out there people know her yes rohini gonzalez of sevarat check it out sevarat india on instagram yes you know she's out there her face is out there like her personality is out there the barriers that people had to getting her are being reduced just because she's out there and that's what that's the type of businesses that i want to work with If you want to be out there get in touch with us. Yes, that's true. Uh so next question. <laughs> <laughs> what are some hurdles you faced uh which helped you reach towards this place, you know, what you are now? Um I believe hurdles are great. Really? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like even though like I grew up hating the things that I grew up with. I believe like remember I said like a person who had a had a perfect life can never relate to somebody who's not true but when you struggle when you go through things 
you are able to empathize because you've been through that yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking yesterday, man, like my business is is slow uh, in terms of growth, you know. And I tried various things, and now I'm streamlining myself in this. But I think, like, if you ask me if I would ever change anything, I don't think I would. I'm happy that I made these mistakes. I'm mm-hmm. happy that I learned the tough way, the hard way. And I think I'm still going to mis- make mistakes no matter what. True. Yes. And it's just the learning, you know. So the hurdles that I faced have been great for me. And I, I think I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. I like this saying, you know. Okay, I want to ask you a question now. If you are on a cycle. Mm-hmm. And the brakes of your cycle did not work. How fast would you go? I wouldn't go fast. Why? Because there's no brake. Exactly right. When when you when you don't have brakes on your vehicle, how s- you're gonna go like you're gonna crawl. True. But if you have strong brakes, you can go full speed and you have the confidence to stop. And hurdles in life are like that. They are like the brakes in your life that keep you in control. Oh. Oh. Oh, the second <laughs> O hitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean um I'm enjoying uh, I'm enjoying this process and I I love what's happening and I'm grateful for what's happening, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Now she'll have to go to her paper and see what is the next question and then read it out. <laughs> no, now is the tandoori round. Oh, what? <laughs> Wait, hello. Yeah. That sponsor thing. Ah, so now is the sponsor. That we are recording. You missed later. the sponsor. Okay, now we're going for a short break to the sponsor. You know, as children, we all look forward to seeing our parents in the audience when we are on the stage dancing or performing or whatever else. But you know what? Time changes, and today we are adults. We have the opportunity now. to cheer for our parents you got that right imagine you could make your parent a guinness world record holder and cheer them from the audience would you like to do that well seva rath is giving senior citizens the opportunity to become a guinness world record holder you got that right a guinness world record holder all you need to be is 60 years and above All right, come to Goa on the twenty-first of August. There's a dance that you need to perform with other senior citizens. We are trying to get three thousand senior citizens involved. All right, and as a child, you could get your parents, your grandparents, or if you are a person above the age of sixty, you could become a Guinness World Record holder. We are attempting. the guinness world record for the largest number of senior citizens dancing together remember this is not a performance it is a thing that you can do with other people it's going to be fun you get an opportunity to become a guinness world record holder guys this is a huge opportunity and we bring you this event brought to you by sevarath it is a senior care provider they provide caretakers and nurses for senior citizens This event is happening in Goa so even if you are not in Goa we have a travel desk that you can contact 
from wherever in the country or the world you are in. All you need to do is provide proof of age and you can become a part of this event. What do you get as a Guinness World Record holder? Well, you get your name in the Guinness World Record. You get a medallion saying that you are a Guinness World Record holder. Imagine this now. You're a, you're a child of a senior parent and you are sitting in the audience clapping for them, cheering them as they dance towards becoming a Guinness World Record holder. Dancing is great for their health. And come on, let's do this for our parents. Let's make our parents a Guinness World Record holder. This event is happening on the 21st of August 2022. And this message is sponsored by Winfluence Media. For more information, follow Sevarat on Instagram at the rate Sevarat India. There is a registration page you need to fill there. Follow them there. Join the program simply by registering and the team from Sevarat India will get in touch with you. So now it's time for the Tandoor round where she asked me questions. I don't know, what did, what did I write there? Okay, we're still getting this part right, okay? You don't have to record all this. Okay, I don't have to record this. So now it's time for Tandoor round. This is a rapid fire round where the questions keep getting hotter. So, the first question, what's your favorite dish? What's my favorite dish? So, I love beef. I feel it's one of the most tasty meats. That's true. It is, right? Um, But recently, I tried shark liver. Oh. Oh, it's so good. It's so sinfully good. It's fatty and it's tasty and... We can't eat a lot of it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have a favorite dish. Uh, I'm not too picky, but I love meat and uh, yeah. Okay. Next, preferred musical genre or type of music you listen to? So when I was growing up, like I listened to a lot of Coldplay and rap, Eminem. Mm-hmm. But now um, I I prefer to listen to gospel because... In gospel, there's there's so much meaning and there's so much building up, you know. Yes. Like, true. like Punita's uh, ringtone is, what's that ringtone? <laughs> Isn't it lovely? Isn't it lovely to be alone? <laughs> Punita, if you don't change your ringtone, you're always going to be alone. I'm not alone. I just <laughs> like the video, <laughs> song. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that in secular music today, there's there's so much negativity. There's so much mm-hmm. like they 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 promote a lot of bad things you know True. so i i don't listen to a lot of it very li- i like to listen to jazz mm-hmm. um in the evenings but i like i love christian music because there's so much power power so much True. power yep. yeah which business book would you recommend to people so the book that that opened up my eyes to all the possibilities rich dad poor dad i've heard so much about it you have to read it it's brilliant I think it'll just open your eyes, you know, and that's what it did for me. Maybe, maybe that is the book that that uh, that gave me the courage to not be an employee anymore mm-hmm. after my oil field job. I think that one. My wife right now, Eustacia, is reading this book called "The Richest Man in Babylon." Mm-hmm. She really loves that. I'm happy how how much she loves that. In fact, last night she was reading it to me, and I fell asleep. <laughs> she's so fascinated by it so 
that's really cool. cool. Yeah, so that's that's a great business book. Okay, next question: Which self development book would you recommend to people? Um. Well, I I think Think and Grow Rich is a great book. Think mm-hmm. and Grow Rich. I haven't even read the full book, but I read maybe three fourth of it. It uh, that's a great book. But I believe you know one of the best books in the entire world. It's a bestseller. Is the Bible? Bible. Yes. <laughs> the best, and especially for self development. I mean, you could read everything, but read Proverbs, the chapter. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. like the 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 practical wisdom in it <clears throat> it's a brilliant book amazing so i would say those two books yeah okay moving on who are the type of people you would uh, who are the type of people you like to be around i like to be around people who are energetic who are visionary mm-hmm. who are excited for life who um want to do something and achieve something great they don't put you bring you down yeah. but push you yeah right yeah yeah that's I, i spend a lot of time with uh, those kind of people like pastor matthew for example a great example he's, he's amazing yes. you know yes. i like to spend time with such people yeah true name a time you were hurt by what someone else said oh getting personal yeah <laughs> so it's a tandoor round right <laughs> it's getting hotter and hotter <laughs> So so recently my wife and I went and met this person who was advising us on how to work together and stuff like that really amazing mm-hmm. smart brilliant person and then that li- that person told my pastor and my pastor told my wife you know Ryan is a child in a man's body he's so childish and initially I wasn't phased by it but then later I felt quite bad like you know that's not something nice you know to hear about yourself i was quite upset about it and um, but then i was listening to this podcast where seema batavia was interviewing chris do chris do is like this really cool guy mm-hmm. and i follow him as well and he said you got to own it whatever you are own it you know He's like I'm an introvert and I was so happy that he was an introvert you know cuz I'm an introvert I struggle meeting people sometimes and I'm I'm coming out of that but he's an introvert but I would never ever say he's an introvert and he said something that was so precise for me he's like my wife thinks I'm a child I'm a child in a 49 year old man's body oh <laughs> and i tell her baby you married me you got to be happy with what you got and i own it you know he said i love to be excited i love to be you know uh enthusiastic about something and if people think that's childish so be it but i've watched him for like years or maybe one two years i would never ever call him childish and i don't know about y'all but i am excited right mm-hmm. um I am dynamic, right? When I'm serious, I'm serious. When I have to be a boss and mean to y'all, I have to be like that. Uh when I'm happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm genuine. I don't care if you're going to call me a child. I'm going to own it. You know, I was upset about that. Honestly, I was. But then I said, "Man, I'm going to own it." 
this is me you know i'm 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 excited i'm enthusiastic if i have to be serious i got to be serious if you come against me i'm going to kill you no i won't <laughs> kill but you know i'm i'm serious i'm i'm serious you know like if someone insults me or disrespects me i know how to respond to it i'm not going to behave like a child then i can be yeah. dangerous if i want to be dangerous you know what i mean yeah so okay the the power has gone off but we have inverter so we have some time so yeah i i would give my i would i would say that's my answer mm-hmm. good answer own it own it yeah <laughs> yes who are the type of people you don't like to be around i i despise being around people who are fake you know who 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 seem some way around you and behind your back they oh, go and i hate them too <laughs> you know you be real man if you don't like me you don't like me just just that's fine you know True. i can't i can't make you like me you know but i don't want you to be nice to me and put up an image and you know that's the problem with people who are too controlled some people are not even fake they're just way too controlled like they're way too controlled in in how they appear how they laugh how they and after a while such people you don't trust anymore yeah you can't you can't trust them you're like yeah. man who who are you why are you being so controlled just let go sometimes you know mm-hmm. one of the one of a one of the greatest ways of connecting with somebody is being vulnerable around them if you're never vulnerable if you're never weak if you're never um if you're never like insecure if you're always saying oh i'm great i'm i'm so polished i'm so this you're not going to make friends man people are just going to keep you at at a distance saying oh this is a nice guy smart guy and uh, but yeah people who are fake <laughs> just just ticks me off right that's true next question what is something people don't like about you mm i think there are many things people don't like no i don't know um, i know one thing that people don't like i think i'm a little i think my voice gets a little too rough i i need to become more polished in the way i speak okay. sometimes my my the way i speak is too rough like even that day there was one client over and i meant to say something but it came out the wrong way you know like in the way i spoke it came out the wrong way oh. <laughs> and it kind of like startled him like oh it's like shit what 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 did ryan say but then i realized oh shit i said something <laughs> in a oh. wrong way so um and also sometimes i am some people think i'm overconfident yeah like uh, i remember this happening in halliburton see i'm a very I'm a, i i grew up extremely shy mm-hmm. okay i grew up extremely shy very quiet like very fearful you know and one way i i i broke out of that is by learning to speak louder okay and i think sometimes because i'm trying to overcompensate for my fear and for my for my uh, shyness i speak a little louder than i should mhm you know that's how you want to deal with it yeah but sometimes it's too loud so i think i'm com- i may come across as too aggressive to some people i think so at least but uh, in the comments please write why you don't like me <laughs> i'd be happy to know let's see let's find out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but <laughs> well, we need to make that you know there's there's this anonymous message thing 
Oh, right. You need to do that. Like, tell me, why don't you like me? Instagram I, has that. Yeah, in, yeah. So I need to figure that out. <laughs> right. So we are done with Tandoor round, Ryan. Yeah. You answered very well. Thank you. So question round two. Those yep. were great answers you gave us. We'll get back to the interview. Yep. Yes. Thank you. By the way, this is some magic tea, okay? Magic. I'm not going to tell you which brand it is because they haven't paid me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hope you don't put all this of don't me worry, at Punita. least. I'll clean it up so well, no? No, I'm telling you. Yeah. No, I'm no, I'm taking that as a sarcastic sarcastic answer. Yeah, I'm very sarcastic. Ryan. Right. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> you are not putting all this. Okay, Punita. <laughs> Okay. So our next question is considering the pandemic how did it alter your business life and outlook? So I love the pandemic. No wait, I did not complete the question. Oh, okay. Considering considering the pandemic how did it alter your business life and outlook? Like did you have to pivot or move in a new direction? So I absolutely loved the pandemic. Uh, Kian was born right before the pandemic. He was born on the twentieth of Feb, and oh. then yeah, I think March, March third or something. Twenty third, something. Curve. Something like that. It was yes. like full lockdown. Yes. So I loved it. I started gardening. I started, you know, buying soil and pots and grew a lot of dudi, like these bottle gourds. Mm-hmm. Like my children would hold these bottle gourds, which are like nearly as big as them. <laughs> I enjoyed going on the streets and seeing no one on the streets. You know, it's beautiful. Like you see that in pictures, you never see that in real life. I saw it in real life. It was awesome. Mhm. I loved it. Um no business was happening, but God is so good. Like during that time my retainer client was still there. So I had some income at least, you know. Okay. So I'm really happy I'm not like fully into weddings. <coughs> so I had some regular work going on so I had to still you know edit and stuff like that. Um so that was going on and then and then I I always like to teach you know mm-hmm. so I said why don't I start something in that field. We did some 3 4 workshops I think Abhishek was on one of them. So it was an amazing like I used, I did it in my kids room okay. So I think I attended one. Yeah you attend was, was it did you were you online or did you come? No online. So it was really nice. Yes. Um uh, we had like I was sitting with like a student. Excuse me. me. Yeah, <laughs> you, were you there on all three? No, I was there on the one. On one, yeah. 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 So it was a three camera setup, right? Mm-hmm. So I I'd be teaching how anyone can shoot in manual mode on a DSLR. That is what I was teaching mm-hmm. and I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. So it was a 2 hour workshop, okay? Three cam setup, one camera to the face. Mhm. one camera to the hands showing showing the showing the camera that's in my hands mm-hmm. and the third camera is this camera so the output of this camera oh. so if if it's like under exposed then the the viewers yes, would see it yes. and over exp- yeah and yes. out of focus y- yes. you remember right yes yes how how was the experience for me i had gotten into that field you know that time and i wanted to learn more about camera right and i attended it and i was so fascinated to know so many things i was yeah. just going with the flow like i would do whatever i had to do that moment yeah. but i learned it in depth 
so yeah it it helped me in future face cough right yeah, yeah so, so imagine just in 2 hours yes. we were able to teach that yeah so i've developed i've developed a workflow called face coughs okay and using this workflow it's it's invented my me okay <laughs> <laughs> but um using this workflow anyone no matter whether they've touched a dslr or not can learn how to expose in manual mode in fact i want to i want to start it again maybe we should i mean we have the office and i i built this office purposefully for it so i'm going to make another video of the features of this office as a studio as a video production studio mm-hmm. but maybe i should we should start that again It'll we come. have all the equipment yeah. we have i need another gh5 though but i'll i'll, I'll figure that out yeah mm-hmm. but yeah what was your question ah yeah so <laughs> yeah i mean uh so i pivoted in in terms of you know starting earn from tv it's called earnfrom.tv you can follow us on instagram and uh, however i didn't go too far with it after those three workshops and about 30 students uh i should have continued but i i kind of got busy with other stuff mm-hmm. but uh i think because of that i built this built this studio yeah. purposefully for that yes and today even though we are not really using it for earn from tv which i believe we should god willing we are doing it for other things you know for client work and yes yes it's a really nice cozy place and i enjoy it yeah okay next question ryan keys to getting more business so as i said the more people know you the more people feel uh, well the the more people like you know you and trust you the more business you get mm-hmm. so the key is just being out there in the public you know this video for example is going to be be in the public true you know yeah uh, i'm very public with my whatsapp status and stuff like that i want people to get to know me i want them to feel a, feel like i'm approachable mm-hmm. and i believe all businesses should do that they should not just sell 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 try to mm-hmm. sell their things but who are they right you're right i mean all small businesses are founder driven meaning it's the boss over there which determines how the business runs right. if the boss is a unscrupulous person who is greedy that's how the business will run but if the boss has good values who has good character who has you know who has honesty that's how the business will run so unless you know who that person is you are dealing with why would you just simply be there mm-hmm. you know you want to know who you are working with so i think that's a great the uh, a great way to increase business just letting the people know who you are being real right like i'm i'm sure i made some silly things silly comments in this video or but that's fine that's who i am you yeah, know yeah it's okay yeah <laughs> like all these mistakes you made also i'm going to put so but you're not putting right that's that's who you are that's you're not putting <laughs> right <Abhishek's> laughing <laughs> you're not putting those so you know how how i said that these videos got to be real they got to be unscripted and with the mistakes because think about it this 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 video is going to be like what one and a half hour long or something now imagine you're watching a video where 30 seconds is all gyan or it's all like yeah yapping and stuff mm-hmm. how how long can you take that for but if there's a goof up or if there's some mistake or something funny then then you feel like watching it right let's put your goof up <laughs> <laughs> for sure 
my goof ups are always there i'm perfect maybe you are perfect yeah. <laughs> so i made no goof up no goof up in my <laughs> in the video <laughs> no goof up whatsoever <laughs> yeah so next question is what are your future plans or new business opportunities you see um that's a good question future plans i don't know i, I think uh, i want to work more on this you know working with businesses mm-hmm. creating content for them uh more founder driven content as well as you know business content um i'm glad i'm in this field i love this field i i i i enjoy video production mm-hmm. um there are a lot of things that i'd love to do i'd love to get into real estate mm-hmm. um it takes a lot of money i feel but maybe not i mean maybe you guys have some ideas but i'd love to get back into maybe something like airbnb or something let's see god willing yes <laughs> but yeah i want to i'll tell you what i want to do i want to i want to get earn from tv off the ground so and publish this face off course mm-hmm. i think face off is so powerful everyone no, needs to know about yes. it yes i need to patent it i need to patent it <laughs> if you guys know how i can patent it let me know face coughs that's the system yeah yeah are there any passion projects you are working on something you are doing on the side so i think there are two one is you know the documentary we released unnecessarian it's about unnecessary c sections mm-hmm. so many people were asking what happened after that mm-hmm. so i'd love to release a part 2 i got a lot of footage already oh but uh, i either need a funding or i need to shoot more for sure i think that's a great documentary that i could work on but the second thing which i would like to get off the ground is divine life partner mm mm-hmm. So you are actually following Div- Divine Life yes, Partner. Yes, I like the content. And yeah. I didn't know it was yours, so I followed. Then I, <laughs> then I came to know it's yours. Oh, so I'm quite happy about that. So Divine Life Partners is the is a book about. It's a book actually. It's a book about how I believe that. How can I say this? I, how I believe that God directs you to the right marriage partner. So mm-hmm. Eustacia and I in in fact we have also conducted some marriage courses. Mm-hmm. So that is something I'd like love to get out. I haven't been able, able to complete the book. I find it very intimidating. But yeah, I think I think that is something we should come out with because more people need to know about it. I I'm waiting for them both then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it get it out soon. Well, maybe you can help me. Yeah, sure, for sure. So if people want to get in touch with you, where they where can they find you? So we are available on Instagram mostly. Right? So winfluence_media is our official page, but if you'd love to follow me, it's the Ryan Lobo, T H E R Y A N L O B O on Instagram. So I'd love to be in touch with you and uh, if you are on if you have my WhatsApp number, I think that's the best. Should I share that? Instagram, they will find it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I post a lot on like what my WhatsApp status, way more often than on Instagram, because it's just so easy, you know. Just 
forward to your status I finish know. but on right. instagram you have to do this and that and yeah i don't have time for that you'll yep. get there <laughs> yeah maybe yeah <laughs> so before we close do you have any messages message for our audience i think i i i gave too many messages today my only message would be dare to take risks the reason we are starting this podcast which i forgot to write over there the reason or the 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 idea behind creative genesis is right there's so many amazing creators out there now i was thinking to start this podcast just with photographers videographers because that's who we assume as creators right graphic artists and stuff like that but even business people are creators yeah you know they are creating services products they're generating revenue they're creating jobs mm-hmm. right so th- the purpose of this podcast is getting them here to l- ask them how did you begin your journey you know i i shared my journey with you the purpose of this podcast is to just inspire you to maybe try something different to face your fears by the way punita congratulations punita i told her you know we need a we need a uh, host for this co-host for this podcast and i'd like you to do it and she said no i'm not going to do it i can't do it i've never been in front of camera and stuff but she's here today because she faced her fear you know and that's awesome you know you faced your fear so the the purpose of this podcast is to just go out there and let you know that take take a risk take a challenge you will not succeed immediately but look at all these guys sitting here all of them have tried something they were afraid of they all started somewhere creative genesis genesis means the beginning how did you start that's what all this is about so i hope that this podcast series it's going to be a series inspires you do followers it's going to be on spotify <coughs> anchor well no spotify and all the other podcasting things plus on youtube and the reels mm. of this are going to be on like our instagram so i hope you like it yeah thank you guys for watching us <laughs> that's it that's it good job punita well that was a pilot episode what did you think about it we would love to know your feedback in the comment section below subscribe to this channel and follow us on all platforms where podcasts are found thanks for tuning in and see you next time